Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I, I don't have a long time, but um, I do want to kind of, I know the last couple of Sundays have been talking about leaning on the Lord and the <clears throat> leaning on his righteousness, leaning on him, letting the Holy Ghost flow through you, getting into him was one other verse. And then I really wanted to show you a couple of verses in the Old Testament and could spend a long time on those, but I, I do want you to um, just, I know because of the sake of time. Ephesians, the first chapter, verses 18 through uh, 23 said, uh, Paul or Saul said, I, I wish your eyes would be enlightened, that you would know what is the hope of his calling, that you may know what what the riches of the glory of his inheritance, and where is that? In the saints, in us. And when you think in terms of um, inheritance and you think in terms of glory, uh, you realize that in fact, um, you know, most people are careful with their billfold or their money or they kind of want to know where it is. And so they don't just leave it on the counter and here, I mean, it would be an accident only. And so if we are his inheritance, don't you think he knows where we are and what we're going through? Yes. Without a doubt. And then he says, <clears throat> what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Of course, the part that we like is far above all principality, all power, all might, all dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body. Everybody say his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. And why is that so important? Because if we are part of the church, we're part of the body of Christ. I mean, you know, most of the time, if I put my hand on the hot stove, I don't think, oh, well, that's just my right hand. I'll leave it there to cook as long as it's not my left hand or my heart or my head. Huh? I mean, I'm like, whoa. So when you are going through something, you're being bombarded. Don't think that the Lord has forgotten you. We're part of his body. And that's when, of course, we lean on him. And the, the point that I, I wanted to make with regard to the Old Testament, and I know that that was all in Christ and we realize that the, the gospel, and I know the why the gospel, what is the good news of the gospel? Well, basically that it opened it up for us. But this concept of 
the Lord or of God wanting even his children to lean on him is not a new concept. And I could read the verses where it says, lean not on thine own understanding, but you know, lean on him. But Isaiah, the 41st chapter, Isaiah says some amazing things. And of course, he was writing to Israel and they had done wrong and they were in one sense uh, going down into captivity and being punished for their wrong. But notice what he says in Isaiah 41. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Wow. That's amazing, right? Then he said, fear not thou worm, everybody say worm, Jacob. Now imagine the Lord calling you a worm. Now that was important because as, I mean, I don't know if you've ever dug for worms or gone fishing with worms. Do you know what a worm is? What the worm's main enemy is? These robins that are out there? They walk around and I don't know how they have something in their feet that can feel or sense or hear. I don't know what they do that goes, they're walking around the yard and then they stick their beak down up comes a worm. Anybody ever seen that happen? Kind of amazing. Fear not thou worm, Jacob. I don't want to ask, has anybody ever felt like a worm? You remember when I talked about you can't lean on your understanding, you can't lean on your ability. What was the song that said, Amazing Grace? That saved a wretch like me. Another song talked about, I am a worm, a worm like me. When you think in terms of, well, I'm pretty good, I'm a pretty good guy, you're going to miss this. And so the Lord called him a worm, ye men of Israel. But then he said, I will help thee. Aren't you thankful for that? Saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. But then you know what he says? Wow. Behold, I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. Can you imagine the Lord's going to take a worm and make him something that's got teeth? Thou shalt thresh the mountains and beat them small and shall make the hills as chaff. You see, the greatest thing that God can do with us is when we don't have the answer and we don't understand which way to go and we have tried everything we can try that when we lean on him and he makes us an instrument 
to tear down strongholds. A mountain was like a stronghold. You can get a stronghold in your mind. You can get a stronghold in your emotions. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, I'm so afraid. Oh, I'm so worried. Oh, I'm so... But you know what? The Lord said, if you could just lean on me, basically, I am able to make you a threshing instrument. Wow, go on. <clears throat> Thou shalt fan them. The wind shall carry them away. A whirlwind shall scatter them. Thou shalt rejoice. Here's what we have to do. What do we have to do? Rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. So even though you feel like a worm, even though you are overwhelmed, even though you're going through everything, I'm going to come in. I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I don't know. He hadn't answered yet. I feel like a worm. But you know what? He's able to turn this all around. He's able. I'm going to glory. It's not about who I am, but it's about who he is. You see how he, it, Isaiah telling them about going to be punished. And he said, I shall glory in the Holy One of Israel. When the poor needy seek water, there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Now, if he did talk like this to his people, who he was soon to punish and throw into captivity into Babylon, how much more is he not going to forsake us? He said, I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valley. I will make out of the wilderness a pool of water, out of dry spring land springs of water. That's why when Jesus told this lady, he said, you know what? I can give you water where you'll never thirst again. He said, I can put within you a well of living water. Oh, no matter where we are and what we're going through, as I begin begin to rejoice, as I begin to worship, as I begin to praise, as I begin to glorify God, all of a sudden I begin to feel the rivers of living water flowing through me. Amen. You say, well, what are you doing? I, he goes on, I'll plant the wilderness, the cedar, the tree, shitta tree, and the myrtle, and the oil tree, and I will set in the desert, the fir tree, the pine, the box tree. <clears throat> David said, you should be like a tree planted by the waters that they may see. What, what it, why is it that the Lord will come and rescue and turn it around for us so that the world may see and know and consider and understand that it's not been by my might nor by my power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord, the Lord hath done this and the Holy One of Israel. 
Well, you know, and, and that's why, you know, so many times even in the Old Testament, it'll say, for his name's sake. What are you talking about? I just really, what am I doing? I am leaning on him. Lord, I don't have the answer, but for your name's sake. Not because of my might, not because of my power, not because of what I've done, but God, I throw myself onto you because I want your spirit and strength to strengthen me, and I want the world to see and for you to get glory and you look around and there are people here I go through the list of people that you know what only because of God only because of God oh great I went to the doctor oh great the yes but only because of the grace of God what are you saying? Oh, hallelujah. That's why Asaph in Psalm 73, and I, I, he says, he wrote this psalm, and he said, my heart was grieved. I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was like a beast. And that word beast before thee, he was saying, I was like a dumb animal. How many have ever felt like, Lord, I've just been goofy. Why was I worrying about this when I know you? Why was I letting this get me down when I know? I, if you've never had to talk to yourself that way, God bless you, but I've had to tell myself more than once. Come on, who do you serve? Well, Lord, but you don't understand. He does know. Yes. What is, I wish you would know. I wish you could be reminded of the exceeding greatness of his power. Anyway, nevertheless, I am continually with thee. You hold me by my right hand. There have been times I've been praying and I've just raised my hand up to the Lord and say, Lord, take my hand. I need you. Huh? If you've never tried that, you ought to do it sometime. Just raise your hand and say, Lord, I need your strength. Just like a... How many have ever had to do that with their children? Come on, hold my hand. Why? I don't want you to run too fast. Don't want you to come too slow. I want to keep up with you in the midst of this crowd. I want to keep up with you when you're crossing the street. There's danger out there. And how, I don't want to ask because I don't want to have to confess how many children, grandchildren have, have said, no, I got this. Huh? I don't need that. I'll go ahead and confess. Sheena, we used to put a bungee thing, this little. Because <laughs> she could, she loved to get into the racks and hide and it was funny and huh? put one around her wrist and around our wrist. Y'all probably never had one like that. 
And I wonder how many times we've acted that way with God. When the Lord said, hold my hand, I got this. Oh, I can handle it. I can do it. I fall on the grit. Huh? Here's what he said. I am continually with me. You hold me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Afterwards receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none on the earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. For they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee, but it is God good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord that I may declare read what Asaph said sometimes it is good for me to draw near unto God. How many have ever felt you know what that's what I need to do draw nearer unto him. That's why we come in and we worship, we sing, we worship, we pray. Why? Because just for a moment it is good for me to draw near unto God. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Let's stand. I know the children are going to be coming up and practicing talking to Shelbo Wickline this week, Brother Steve's sister, and she's going to have surgery later on. We're going to be praying for her. But we're glad that all of you are here and uh, thankful for all these children that are going to be practicing. You know what? Sometimes when you don't know which way to go, you know what the Lord is trying to do? Say, hey, pastor, why don't you hold my hand? Huh? Grab a little tighter. Lean on me. Lean not on your own understanding. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your many blessings. We pray you will bless and anoint your word to our hearts and minds. We pray you'll touch Sister Shelbo Wickline. We pray, God, you will move in a mighty way. Bless our children. Bless those that are practicing tonight. Bless our service Sunday. In the name that is above every name, Lord, in Jesus' name, help us to lean on you in this world, in this hour, to lean on you, Lord, for you are our strength. You are our song. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, bless you. You're dismissed. Salute somebody.